Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Pharrell back on uh, Coast to Coast. So uh, in that uh, early game, North Carolina State leading pit 28-21 with seven and a half to go in uh, the first half. The only other game, Quinnipiac up 34-25 on Iona at the half. And Wagner leads Mount St. Mary's by three. I think that, uh, you know, I don't even know. It seems like that game might have just ended. There's no way that game's over. Really? At 30-27, to I'll freak out. Let's bring in Mafia, Brian Siano, to talk about uh, fighting MMA and boxing. Of course, uh, we'll start with the uh, UFC. Leon Edwards has uh, basically called out Covington to step up and fight him. And Mm -hmm. uh, basically, uh, you know, I think Covington's always throwing around insults to everybody and threatening everybody and calling everybody names and trying to be the big bully. Uh, Is he going to fight Edwards? Well, let's we'll see how things shake out because obviously, you know, we're talking about Covington and Mosfield were linked together as possibly, you know, going against each other, maybe being involved in the ultimate co- ultimate fighter coaching. We talked about that yesterday. But then, of course, Usman kind of threw a wrench in that when he comes and calls out Mosfield after his win. Says, this guy's running his mouth thinking that it was, you know, all these excuses he has for losing. Well, let's do it again. So that takes him out of the Covington mix if the UFC makes that fight. So then that leaves Covington without an opponent. And, you know, you have the, this guy, Leon Edwards, who's one of the highly ranked guys in that division, eight-fight win streak but hasn't fought since 2019 because he's been waiting on that Shemaya fight that's been back, 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 and now they're just like, forget it. You know, this guy just can't fight. So Leon Edwards is sitting there looking for one of these top-level guys saying, well, listen, if this guy you're allegedly going to fight is now off the table, I need someone to fight, you need someone to fight. You always talk about how badass you are. Like, let's do this. Let's make it happen. That's been batted around by some people as a positive, uh, possible title eliminator between Covington and Edwards. So Edwards wants it. And he claims that Covington just runs his mouth and, and just ducks from people. He doesn't think that he's ready for it. He said he wants it done. Let's make this fight. Let's see if you're really as bad as you say. Do you think that uh, it matters when fighters try to make the fights happen themselves in the media and publicly and on social media, et cetera, when you know uh, that, I don't know, do you think Dana listens to them or do you think they flat out uh, do all of those fight picks themselves in the front office? Well, listen, there's plenty that they do themselves because there's plenty of fights made that, you know, you would never put together or know about or, you know, even care about. But, I mean, I'll, I'll answer it this way. I mean, do we have a fake belt, the BMF belt that Mosfield was given because fans wanted to see him and Nate Diaz and talked about how bad they were? Yeah. So that shows you. Yeah, they listen to the fans. You know, there's plenty of times that they won't. There's plenty of times they're going to do what they want. But when you get all these fights about, you know, these champions versus champions in different divisions, you have these, you know, epic mega fights of these big names. You're talking all the time about, you know, GSP coming back to fight Abib or, you know, Connor fighting Poirier for a third time, even though he doesn't deserve it after just getting his ass kicked. Those are all because of A, the fighters want it, and B, the fans want it. So they're all about making the money. They're all about the pay-per-view buys. And they know that if the fans want something, they're going to pay to see it. So if they make a different fight, they're not going to get the same money. They're not going to get the same buys out of it. So a lot of times, yeah, if they run their mouths on social media and people get behind it, they will make that fight to try to make more money. 
So Curtis Blades willing to clean out the division to get a title shot. What does all that mean? Well, you know, he's one of these top guys, one of the top-ranked guys, especially after his, you know, little winning streak going. He just beat Volkov in his last fight, and we saw how bad Volkov is because of him just knocking out over him a couple weeks ago. But Blades is kind of sitting there in limbo because now you have Nagano, who's the clear contender for that, you know, next shot, and he's getting it next month. But then after that, the talk is about whoever wins that fight fighting John Jones in his first heavyweight bout. So all these guys in heavyweight that are the best ones there, and he's probably the highly most highly ranked of it, now they have to wait again after they had to wait for Stipe and Cormier to finish their, you know, trilogy. If they had to wait for Stipe to heal up after those fights. So you know, now he's sitting there saying, listen, I'll wait. I don't have a problem waiting. I'll beat up everybody else while I do it. And then eventually when it's my turn, I'll be there to take the belt. All right. So we welcome in all of our radio affiliates, Sirius XM channel 204 on satellite. Of course, Mightier 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California, Sports Map Radio Network, Sports Byline USA, and Armed Forces Radio. Hoorah, soldier. It's coast to coast. I'm Pharrell talking to Mafia about the UFC like we do here at the top of the second hour nightly. Um, Bob Arum hopes to have Bud Crawford back in the ring by the spring, and they're talking about Manny Pacquiao and Sean Porter. What that says to me is it'll be Sean Porter because Pacquiao wants to fight either Crawford or Ryan Garcia. We know that Freddie Roach says he wants Garcia. Pacquiao doesn't want any part of of Crawford because he'll lose to Crawford, and you know it. So you know we're going to get, I believe, Crawford and Porter will be his next fight. Yeah, and, you know, it's amazing. All these guys, this guy wants that guy. This guy, like, you hear all these guys throwing out the same names, and yet we still don't have any of them signing on the dotted line. Like, let's get that going. I don't care who you want. I want to care. I care about who you're fighting next. So let's get the deal done, and then tell me the fight's coming. Don't tell me about this long list you have, your wish list of who you want to fight. If half of them aren't going to come to fruition, I don't want to care. I don't care if Pacquiao wants Crawford or Spence or Garcia. Like, just pick one, sign the fight, and let's get it going. I don't care about what's possibly coming. I want to know what we actually get to watch. So uh, Jamel Herring's WBO junior lightweight title defense against uh, Carl Frampton is off. Frampton injured his hand. And WBC lightweight champ Devin Haney working on an April fight allegedly with Jorge Linares. Uh, Let me ask you about Broner this Saturday. He has his eyes set on, uh, you know, the top of boxing uh, as he uh, returns from a 25-month layoff and all of his legal problems. Do you believe he'll ever be great again? It all depends on where he's coming back mentally. This is a guy who we know was an absolute clown. Immature, stupid, just doing dumb things out of the ring, you know, left and right. It's not even that he just lost, you know, 0-2-1 his last three fights and hasn't really done anything special for a couple of years. It's more so that this, the stupid things he's done outside the ring have just derailed his career and, and made it just a complete mess. So if he's learned from this, if he's matured, if he can get back to the form that we used to see, then maybe he has a chance at it. But it all depends on his, you know, mindset right now coming back. He better win on Saturday night, I'll tell you that much. When we come back on Coast to Coast, we'll talk to Roger Gonzalez of CBS Sports about the Champions League. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! 
the most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. All right, Pharrell back on Coast to Coast. We bring in Roger Gonzalez, our good friend from CBS Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at RGonzalezCBS. Of course, wanted to talk about Champions League action. Good to see you, Raj. Let me ask you, um, I watched that Mbappe yesterday just dealing on uh, Barca, and I got to tell you, uh, he had him, you know, spinning around in circles, and literally PK, they were all screaming and cussing each other out. I mean, the Barcelona players lost their shack. I mean, they were they were literally getting in fights on the pitch with one another about how badly this guy was schooling them. Yeah, I mean, this is a Barcelona team that is nothing like the teams of a decade ago, even five, six years ago. They have a manager who, truthfully, I'd probably be more confident with you as their manager than him. He's done absolutely nothing in his career as a professional soccer coach in the biggest of leagues. Uh, and it's a team that has these aging stars who, you know, not talking about Messi, he's still great, but PK, you know, he, it's like he's on one leg. They've really missed with their transfers and the players that they've tried to bring in to, uh, to kind of rebuild this team. And they're nowhere near a contender in this competition. I felt that since, since day one of, of the season. So, you know, they're in this for the second leg. They'll probably at most get a draw in Paris, uh, which is asking a lot. And they'll be out of the competition. And I just think this further pushes that Messi away from the club because it feels like they're going absolutely nowhere. Well, at least PK, he may be on one leg, but he's got Shakira at home, which has to be comforting for him. Honestly, like who cares what happens on the pitch when you got that when you go home after work? Uh, so that's something I look up to him for. I'm very impressed with him. What do you think of this Mbappe guy? He has... Uh, become a, an absolute monster and stud. And that was a hell of a performance. I saw that last goal. What a rocket. Yeah, you know, when you think about world soccer, you obviously think about Messi and Ronaldo. But thinking past them, who's that next person that can be that global icon, that global superstar? You know, we, we heard about Neymar going to PSG to be the face of the club. Uh, but you can argue that it is Mbappe. He has all the talent in the world has more goals by, by this age than, than Messi and Ronaldo did. Uh, he's won a World Cup already. And then now the question is for him, does he stay in Paris? Does he stay in, in the fifth best league in Europe? It certainly feels like for him to really test himself consistently, you know, he needs to go to another league, be it in Spain or in England, and not play these French teams that most people haven't even heard of uh, here in the United States. So I think, you know, he's someone who has all the potential to be, you know, the world's best player for several years down the road. But I think, you know, for him to get even more progression uh, out of these matches that he's playing and he needs to be tested more uh, and not just in the Champions League. But you're, you're right. He's he's incredible. He he made Barcelona look like the Barcelona B team. Uh, he had his way and, and he's special for so many reasons. You know, Neymar missed the game and I know it, it drove him nuts. But, uh, you know, he he re-signed at PSG when a lot of people thought he'd go somewhere else. It must be an attractive gig to stay there and play there because that team's turning into a, a power. 
Yeah, you know, they usually run away with the French League every single year and usually win the, the domestic tournaments as well. Uh, they've had some up and down so far this season. You know, they got rid of their coach. Thomas Tuchel is now at Chelsea. Brought in Mercy Pochettino of Tottenham, uh, who obviously was let go not long after they made the Champions League final a couple years ago. I think, you know, Neymar is someone, too. He's been rumored uh, about going back to Barcelona, but with the financial issues that the club is having, having it doesn't feel like uh, that is obviously going to happen anytime soon, especially with this uh, this extension, which hasn't been formally announced yet by PSG, but has been in the works for a while, from, from what I understand. And so I think, you know, for him, too, he's someone who, in the Champions League, you know, he, you go to PSG to win the Champions League. This is a team that isn't a big club historically. There's so many other – there's I'm going to say so many other, but uh, quite a few clubs in France that historically are bigger teams than them. But they have that money uh, from the Mideast. They've become obviously a superpower with all of their talent, made the Champions League final last year, and you know that's really the, the ultimate goal, not winning the French League, winning the Champions League. And with Neymar, with Mbappe, they have another chance this year. What did you think of, um, you know, Porto and Dortmund today? Well, I had Dortmund beating Sevilla. I wasn't surprised uh, that they were able to to do so well and, and get those goals early on. Uh, I think they are well on their way to, to making it to uh, the quarterfinals. As for Porto, I mean, I didn't see them beating Juventus. Juventus had been stumbling a little bit, but they hadn't improved defensively. But this was a match where, you know, just bonehead mistakes really did them in. Cristiano Ronaldo was quiet for most of the night. Getting that goal uh, late in the second half gives them quite a bit of hope because a 1-0 win in the second leg would be enough to see them go through on a away goal. So I still think they're in a good spot. But I think if they don't beat Porto, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they get rid of Pirlo, their coach. Wow. And then next week you got uh, Bayern taking on Lazio and then uh, Chelsea Atletico. Who do you like in those? Yeah, I think, you know, Bayern Munich obviously still, you know, the reigning champions. Uh, and they've had a couple games this year, this year outside of the Champions League that, you know, makes you wonder – uh, you know, how consistent they are going to be. But I think, you know, when you look at the, the talent that they have, they, they shouldn't have much trouble at all with Lazio. And Atletico Madrid, Chelsea is a really interesting one. You know, Chelsea ha- has played pretty well since they've had their new manager in charge. Atletico Madrid just drew Levante today. They were supposed to be running away with La Liga and, and, and had a bit of a stumble. About, so I think that one's pretty even. Uh, it's really a hard one to pick. I think, you know, my head says uh, Atletico Madrid will go through. Uh, but this is a Chelsea team that I, I think has a potential surprise in them. So uh, next Wednesday, uh, basically a week from today, Man City and Gladbach. Man City doing uh, fantastic as well in the Premier League. What do you think of the uh, job Pep's doing all of a sudden after what Liverpool did last year? Uh, Man City's back to kicking ass and taking names again. Yeah, and, and they're doing it with with some injuries. You know, obviously Kevin De Bruyne has been out for a bit. Uh, they've made it look easy. You know, destroyed Liverpool, and they're another team like PSG where they'll be judged ultimately by their success in Europe. Gladbach, they've announced that their coach is leaving at the end of the season. He's going to Borussia Dortmund. You know, how's that going to factor in potentially uh, to the tie? I think City runs away with that, and it really looks like they're going to be running away with, with the Premier League if things keep up. You know, they keep buying young talent. Feels like they finally have the defense figured out after so many misses there, uh, and they have have looked, you know, like a, a dominant Pep team, um, as dominant of a team as we've seen in recent years from from a team led by Pep Guardiola. And I think, uh, you know, before long we could be talking about the title race not being over, but you know, being close to over if they if they stay hot. So Liverpool yesterday, uh, they win two zip over Leipzig. And that I just can't believe uh, – well, I, I guess I can. You know more than me. But I've never seen anything like uh, the, the season that they had 
and everything that they did and all the games they played in the premier to win and then to go to the Champions League. And then I cannot believe that less than a year later, there's people calling for that guy's head. That is unbelievable yeah. to me. Yeah, you know, it's, it's an unforgiving sport. Uh, you know, we've had coaches who have been fired after, you know, winning titles, uh, right after winning titles, actually. And so I think, you know, for Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp, I, I certainly would hope that they would continue to back him considering, you know, he helped them win, obviously, the Champions League, their first Premier League title in 30 years. And we have to remember, this is a team, there's the central defense is the most important part of that back line, and it's been decimated by injuries. They're playing midfielders at center back. Uh, you know, they've had the injury to Virgil van Dijk and so many others, which forced them into buying some players in, in the winter transfer window uh, to try to help that defense. So, you know, I think, you know, when they're healthy, obviously they uh, are as good as any team in Europe and they just haven't been. And it's, you know, caused them to have some surprising results, especially in the Premier League as of late, losing to teams like Brighton. But, you know, getting that win at Leipzig has them in a good spot to, to get to the quarterfinals. Roger Gonzalez with a CBS. I, uh, how's the U.S. men's team doing? I know they're going to play in Belfast in March. Uh, they uh, they did a lot better in their last friendly with uh, TNT. How do you think they look so far with the young kids? Yeah, I mean, it's tough because we really haven't gotten to see what this team is going to look like when it comes to a mix of, of the veterans and the young players. You know, will Greg Berhalter uh, rely on some of those guys from MLS? Will he, you know, be heavily focused on Europe? Uh, so I think, you know, on paper, this is a really, really good team, a lot of young attacking talent, and it's all about gelling. You know, the expectation is obviously to get to the World Cup, and they'll be judged by how they do there. So, you know, with the congested schedule due to the delays uh, as a result of, uh, of the coronavirus, it's going to be tricky. I think they should be well on their way to making the World Cup, uh, but they're going to have to prove it and gel quickly. Roger, good to see you, man. Great stuff. Enjoy the rest of the Champions League. We'll catch up again. Thanks for coming on Coast to Coast. Thank you. There he is, Roger Gonzalez of CBS. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I got to tell you, uh, that game last night in Phoenix, Carver High, uh, I don't know if you caught it, but that was something else. Down 24, and literally there was a point in the fourth quarter when uh, the Nets sat Harden at the beginning of the fourth for a while. And then, then like Joe Harris and this ragtag bunch of bench guys got him into the game, got him back, got him close. They were down like eight, six, three. Got down to one, went back up to eight, and then, you know, and then Harden came in, and he literally went off, and he hit that. 
dagger to win that game. Basically a three bomb from out front, straight out from like 30 feet. And this guy was putting on a show last night. No Kyrie, no KD. Harden won the game by himself with hard work from all the guys uh, rolling with him. Yeah, down 20-plus out in the desert, Scotty. The Nets come back and do win 128-124. to 124. No KD. Kyrie was out with a back injury. You couldn't tell by him and KD jumping around on the sideline after this hardened three that we're about to listen to. But nice job by them. They start their road trip 3-0. and They break the Suns' six-game win streak. Let's hear it on TNT, Scotty. The hardened three, which put him up 126-124. Here goes Paul. Paul looking for help. He finds Bridges. Three-pointer. No. And Brooklyn with the board. Jeff Green secures it. A chance for the Nets to take the lead. James Harden for three. Oh, he's got it. James Harden with a big three-pointer. Brooklyn, for the first time tonight, is on top. You know, they've won the first three of their road trip, and he had a 38-11-7 with a steal. And I thought his facial expression afterwards, because, you know, he was just talking massive amounts of Shaq as he was walking back toward that bench. All of that stuff was dirty, foul language, mother Pharreller this and that. Uh, I'm the man. Uh, You cannot F with me. He had it all going. And I think it was a turning point in this team. Uh, I have to say, there's no denying they've arrived. They mean business. They're going to end up passing the Sixers and winning the East. They are better. Uh, their offense is sickening. Even when their star players are sitting on the sideline drinking booze, uh, this guy can carry them with Joe Harris and Green and Jordan and, uh, you know, Shamit and and Tyler Johnson. Are you kidding me? Uh, They sucked so bad before this guy came to town, and now they are just kicking ass and taking names. I think they're for real. Yeah, and all that shack that he was talking to the to the uh, the Suns players, I'm sure that that had something to do with Chris Paul, Scotty, because as we know, uh, those guys got along so well together in Houston. I'm sure he gave the business to CP3 a little bit. Let's go to the Blazers now, Scotty. They beat OKC 115 to 104. Another big night for Dame time. 31 points, 10 Dame assists, time. seven boards, two steals. Let's hear from him. He says the young guys on the Blazers they keep improving. Dame time up right in front of our eyes, man. They they playing big. Um, Ant, Dame time and Niles, um, Harry as well. But they, you know, they playing big, man. They they giving us great minutes, and it's not one or two games. You know, I think it's been, you know, how many games has it been? Twelve or thirteen games now. Where, like, when they come in the game, I'm expecting certain things from them, and they, you know, they're delivering every time. And I think you see the confidence growing. Um, you see how how certain they are of themselves in certain situations. And they're playing without McCollum and Nurkic, and this guy is absolutely fearless. He is a freak. And it's so funny to me how he's never considered ever for the MVP. Meanwhile, the guy is really, at the end of the day, is he not the clutchest late game, like bomb-throwing, game-winning, camera-ready player in the league. I mean, the guy comes up bigger than anybody. I mean, he really does. And he never gets considered for Jack. It's amazing to me. See, that's probably what uh, playing in Portland will get you, ignored. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Dame time, son, dame time. All right, the Pelicans last night, Scotty, over the Grizz. How about 144 to 113? Wow. Uh, Big night for Zion, of course. He had 31 points, seven boards, five double-digit scores for the Pelicans. Let's listen to Coach Stan Van Gundy. says they are still trying to improve on the defensive end, but he likes what he sees. 
But like I said, our offense has been good. I mean, you know, for a month, we've been the best offense in the league, and overall on the year, we're in the top seven. So, you know, I'm just saying it's not that I'm not happy with our offense or I don't want to talk about it. It's just that that hasn't been our problem. And, and a lot of coaching, a lot of what your job is, is to fix problems and certainly to recognize good play. And we've, we've put that up there with our guys. It's not like we're not recognizing what they're doing offensively, but, um, but we need to get better defensively, and that's where our focus is, and that's where we, what we spend most of our time talking about. You know, the thing I noticed about his game last night, Zion, was obviously the 13 of 16 from the floor, is that, like, uh, he went up on Valanchunas like he was climbing a tree, and he went right at him and just stuck his body into him and said, I am not afraid of your big, fat, white ass. Get out of my way. And, I mean, this guy shoots everything, either a dunk or a layup or a kiss off the glass. He never shoots anywhere else. He's just so dominant down low and physical, and he springs off the floor uh, like he's like not even human. So uh, it's phenomenal watching him take on bigs and, and not be afraid of him, and they're a lot bigger than him, and they're just not stronger. And he's still, Scotty, legitimately just a kid. Like, the dude's going to get bigger and he's going to get better. Like, that's the crazy part about it. Uh, he's going to be a force in this league, there's no doubt. The Raptors beat the Bucks last night, 124 to 113. Uh, Giannis had 34 in the loss. He said, Scotty, that the four-game losing streak, not the end of the world. Bucks are going to be just fine. Nothing to worry about. Let's hear from the winners, though, Scotty. Of course, Fred Van Vliet, he talked about how great it was to have OG back in the lineup. Here he is. Need him back and he's been one of our better players this year, probably one of our more consistent players this year. And so, uh, you know, you look up and I'm thinking that's about nine, 10 games. I didn't realize it was that many, um, but <clears throat> definitely just having him back out there is a different feel. Um, it gives I like your shirt. And, um, you know, some a lot of times <laughs> this year, it just feels like Yo. the mercy of the other team quite a bit. Yo, sometimes. parlay. Um, tonight, I thought from the tip, we were pretty uh, aggressive and a lot of that has to do with, you know, OG's versatility and um, Five leg parlay. Uh, Pascal and um, you know, obviously uh Baines went to the bench, but I thought he was same great. game he parlay. He came in, Chris was great. So just kinda put everybody in a in a better position, having one of our better players back on the floor. It's, you know, it's not rocket science, but um just definitely good to have OG back. Your boy Fred Van Vliet styling in the betting shirt. I like that. Uh, right at the uh, post game presser there. I'm sure the league loves it. Get used to it, Adam. <laughs> Celtics end a two-game losing streak. They beat the Nuggets 112-99. to They had a couple awful losses, including the Pistons over the weekend. Uh, Denver wasted 43 points, six boards, five assists from Jokic. Too bad for him. Brown had 27 and five boards for the Celtics. Let's hear, Scotty, from Brad Stevens. He thinks that they can get even better off of this win. That game, as I look back on it, wasn't as unpredictable as maybe I, I felt like at the moment. Um, however, it's how you respond to those things. And I think that that's been, that was better. You know, we didn't lose Friday night against Detroit because we didn't play hard. You know, I thought we played hard. We just missed, missed some opportunities and they made some opportunities. So hopefully Sunday's more of an anomaly. And it's one of those games throughout the year and the schedule where you look back and it was just that. That said, we just have to play better basketball. And that's what we're trying to build towards. We are imperfect, as everyone knows. And we're just going to do our best to be as good as we can be and hopefully build off tonight. 
Well, they got to turn right around and play tonight, so we'll see how they handle it. I didn't think they'd win last night against Joker, and they did because they've been playing horribly of late. So we'll see what they can do tonight again. And one more note for the Celtics, Scotty. Jason Tatum uh, says he's been getting fatigued quicker in games since he had COVID, of course, back earlier this season. He shot just 39.3 in February since his return. Uh, I think that this is something maybe, Scotty, that at the end of the season you'll hear from guys that maybe were out for a little bit and you'll probably hear the same thing from all of them. It's just like everybody else in everyday life. You get fatigued from this thing, and it's no different even for prime athletes like Tatum. Yeah, it's uh, and breathing's a problem, coughing's a problem, uh, people spending 20 hours a day in bed, people with the chills, people with the, you know, sweats. Uh, it's just crazy uh, what this thing has done. And now the big term is variant. There's so many variant strains. I heard today that uh, literally they're talking about having to get three shots now. Now forget about that you got one and two. Uh, now you're going to have to get a third. Uh some of the people that have waited to get them and that haven't been able to get them and that haven't been able to register for uh, vaccine shots that'll get them in, you know, May, June, July, like Fauci has said, by then they may have a shot that covers all the variants. And the people that took all these early variant uh, non-vaccine shots that didn't handle the variants, they're going to end up having to get three shots and they're going to end up with three eyeballs and one of their oranges down by their ankle. Shake it. <laughs> the Lakers beat the T-Wolves 112 to 104 last night. Of course, no AD, no AD for a while for the Lakers. LeBron does get it done. 30 points, 13 boards. Seven assists. Let's hear from LeBron. He knows that everybody's going to have to step up with AD out. His next man up. Um, his next man up. And we're not expecting not one person. We're not expecting one person to try to pick up AD's, uh, you know, productivity. You know, nobody's going to be able to do that. He just brings too much to the table. But we all can do more. We all can collectively do more. And, uh, and and that's our job. That's our job to come out and do more. And we've seen that tonight. You know, uh, you know, the, the four guys that we brought in in the offseason, they all did more tonight, you know, DS, uh, Trez, uh, Wes, and Mark, you know, picked up their play, and uh, we needed that from every last one of them tonight. So we're going to need that while AD's out. You know, he's agreed with everything Draymond said. He's another guy making hundreds of millions and then even more in endorsements. He's got such a rough life in the NBA with the way the owners push around the players and everything. It must be really brutal for him. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. 
uh, Carver High just had little William on his uh, shoulder to show us the baby for the first time, and the kid dropped a yam right on his leg. Yeah, that is awesome. right there. He caught me as soon as as soon as uh, Nicole handed him to me. Boom! You could hear it, and uh, it was all happening. So, uh, thank you, William. We appreciate it. Uh, good job by him. A little bit more NBA for you, Scotty. Let's take a look at the records of these teams in the NBA. Since the bubble, and the interesting part about this is, of course, now the Suns did lose last night. They were at the top of this list, but now the right. Jazz passed them. The Jazz and the Suns, Scotty, 26-10, and 25-10, and 10. then the Clippers, the Lakers, and Blazers, all teams from the Western Conference, you notice as well. Uh, very interesting. Record since the start of the bubble. Your thoughts? Well, I think the big story is the Suns, and I thought last night it wasn't as if they blew the game. People are saying they blew a 24-point lead. They were actually still playing well in that game. Chris Paul was having a huge fourth quarter. He had like 14 points. All I know is they missed three or four shots in a row, and then the Nets were able to go down and get some threes and some buckets. Green drove and had a layup, and then they had three threes. I mean, they came back quickly. And it was like, boom, bang, and they just stung them like a bee. And I think the Suns are a lot better than that loss last night. I think they played uh, fabulous in the bubble, went undefeated. Uh, Booker's now got a real true point in CP3. I still like Aiden. I love Monty Williams. And I'll tell you what, you can say whatever you want. Harden won that game by himself uh, with his performance. But the Suns played a sickening defense for 48 minutes, that's all I know. They're a really good team. I think they're the best story. Give you a little injury roundup before we get to tonight's game, Scotty. Magic rookie Cole Anthony is going to sit out till after the All-Star break. He's got a rib fracture. Mitchell Robinson undergoes successful hand surgery. He'll be reevaluated after the All-Star break. D'Angelo Russell will have a loose body removed from his left knee. He'll be out four to six weeks. Hawks are open to trading John Collins because they aren't in love with him. Uh, that's a shame. Contract talks never really got far. He wants five years at max money. The Hawks look like they are not willing to do that. You know, for a guy that young, Scotty, honestly, if you, and I know you were mentioned at the top of the show, lottery pick, things like that. Like, for a pick between, like, 9 and 15, I think he'd be worth it because you know what you're getting. Now, we don't know who's going to pick there because the lottery's crazy, but at least you know what you're getting for a guy like Collins. Yeah, I think they're making a mistake on Collins for me. I think he plays beautifully in that system with Trey Young and, and, and Herter and Capella. I think they have all kinds of talent. I would not break him up, and I also don't think he's worth a lottery pick, I, and I don't believe that he's ready, frankly, for a Supermax deal. I just I think he's overestimating his talents. I think he's a really good player and a really nice piece on that squad, but uh, him being a franchise-changing Supermax player, that's just not in the cards. I, I don't disagree at all with the way the Hawks are handling it. He's not worth that. Make sure you get out to the bookstore in September, Scotty. Chris Paul's memoir uh, coming to shelves near you or to wherever you get your books. So make sure you pick that one up. Let's look at tonight's games. We have a big slate. Wednesday night in the NBA, always very heavy. The Knicks, Scotty who have been playing very well, are in Orlando to take on the Magic. They are four-point road favorites tonight, Scotty. The Knickerbockers are back. 
Listen, I love this team. I love what Randall's doing. IQ. I think Rose has been phenomenal since they got him. He's picked a speed up on the team from fourth to fifth gear. I think they play transition ball a lot better with Rose on the floor. And I love the way he plays with IQ and with Obi Toppin. They're getting a lot of burn now with Noel, with Mitchell Robinson out. But look, just when you think, and, and I hope they win tonight in Orlando. I'll be watching. I hope they win, and I hope they go to four in a row. But I have a feeling just when you start getting comfortable thinking that they're going to win on the road and kick everyone's ass, they'll lose. I'm taking a magic outright to win the game and the four. The Celtics off the win last night over Denver. Tonight they host Atlanta in Beantown, minus two for the Seas. So going back to the Hawks, what I was saying is I don't think they know what they're talking about when it comes to that they deserve a lottery pick for that guy. But I like him on that team, but I don't like him tonight in this game in Boston. If the Celtics play like they did last night against Denver, they'll easily beat the Hawks and cover the four and a half. It's two now. I got it at four and a half. Yeah, down to two. Rockets are in Philadelphia to take on the 76ers. Minus ten and a half for them. Of course, the Sixers lost that game to the Jazz the other night, Scotty. I mean, this is a super dangerous oniony pick, and I'm going to lay the ten and a half. I must be crazy. The reason I'm doing it, uh, they're coming back from the West. Uh, They play really well in Philadelphia. I think JoJo will be out there. He missed a couple games, and I think the Rockets have played terribly of late. Four of five they've dropped, and they've been getting whacked. So if it's indicative of the way they're playing and the scores that they've been giving up lately and the amount of points and the way they've lost, I'm going to go Philly and lay it. Denver continues an East Coast trip after the loss in Boston last night. Tonight they are in D.C. to take on the Wizards. They are three-and-a-half-point favorites down there. I think they're a lot better than the Wizards, but they're playing in the back-to-back. They lost last night. Now they have to go play Beal and Westbrook. I think the Nuggets win, but I'll take that three and a half. At least that's what it was at uh, when I saw it earlier. That's where it is now. I'll take the three and a half on the other side. I'll middle it. Bulls and Pistons should be an exciting one in Chicago tonight. Minus three for the Bulls at home, Scotty. I got them at four and a half, the Pistons. Uh, I don't like it as much at three. I think the Bulls win the game. I think they cover three. I got it at four and a half. I like that number with Detroit. Indiana into Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves, and they are a five-point road favorite, 224 total. I got it at seven when it opened up. I I think the T-Wolves can cover to seven with Cat and company because I think the Pacers suck. Oklahoma City last night, of course, got blown away. Tonight they are in Memphis, who also got blown out. Memphis minus six and a half, hosting the Thunder. Yeah, I I was surprised last night how badly they got raked. So I think they're going to return serve tonight and cover the number at home and win outright and handle that seven and a hook is what I saw at originally. Two more teams that played last night and won the Trailblazers into New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. Minus three and a half for New Orleans, Scotty. Well, I thought they looked great last night. There's no doubt about it, but I'm going Dame time here outright. Blazers win, and I'll take the three and a half. The Miami Heat into Golden State. The note here, the first time that Andre Iguodala faces his old team. Steph Curry is very excited about it. Minus one and a half for the Warriors in the city by the Bay. 
Uh, listen, I love Curry. What he's doing lately is, is phenomenal, but the rest of them are hacks. I'm going to go Jimmy Buckets wins outright with uh, Hero Sandwich and Robinson and uh, Adebayo having big games. I'll take Miami. And the game of the night, maybe, uh, in L.A., the Jazz in to take on the Clippers. Says minus three and a half there. This has actually gone to minus five now, Scotty, for the Jazz. So I'm assuming we've got a couple people out for the Clippers tonight. Yeah, that's not good, but I'm still going Clippers here. I think L.A. wins this game at Staples and uh, cools the Jets of the Jazz a little bit. Uh, the Jazz have been phenomenal, but I think the Clippers can hang with them. So good night in the NBA. We will talk, of course, more about all of that tonight on Pharrell on the Bench. I'll be with you. I'm looking forward to it. A lot of rack tonight in the NBA. Let's do some NFL now, Scotty. And I have to start with the Steelers because I thought – that this was very interesting today. Steelers GM Kevin Colbert uh, talked to the media, and he was talking about Big Ben. As we sit here today, Scott, he said, Ben is a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He reiterated to us that he wants to continue to play. We told him we have to look at this current situation. Apparently he was asked multiple times, multiple different ways, if Ben is the quarterback in week one of this season, and Colbert really denied saying that. Something to keep an eye on. We know it's a very high cap it, Scotty. Look, I'm a season ticket holder for the Steelers, and I want to go watch Mason Rudolph about as much as I want to clean out <laughs> Willie's uh, diapers right now. So uh, I hope Ben uh, restructures his deal. It, whatever the hit is, $40 million, he's worth half of that now. He's old. Uh, I think he wants to play. So if you want to play that bad, take half the money. You've made hundreds of millions of dollars in your career. And if you really want it that bad, restructure the deal, make it a signing bonus deal, and save that cap hit against the Steelers. The Carson Wentz rumors continue to fly back and forth. The Colts will not up their offer to the Eagles for Wentz. They seem to be the team that Wentz wants to go to the most, Scotty. Uh, uh, tweet here from Zach Kiefer covers the Colts. While it's been quiet, Eagles and Colts have continued trade talks for Wentz. One important aspect of this is Indy hasn't significantly changed its offer. For the most part, the Colts are not budging. And I do not blame them, Scotty, because he has pretty much made it clear, it sounds like, that he wants to go there. And the Colts know that he's got a little, they got a little bit of leverage. Why should they offer more? Uh, go ahead and take somebody else's deal if you don't like it. Listen, I'm with you. That makes sense uh, that they got him right where they want him. He wants to play there. But, you know, We've heard a million times that Chicago's in on this, so I'll believe it when I see it where he ends up. And yesterday, Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider, told us that Zach Ertz will not be part of a deal for Wentz. Trevor Lawrence's surgery on his non-throwing shoulder went great. He's expected to be ready for training camp, so no issues there with the presumed number one overall pick in the draft coming up in a couple months. Unlikely to return to the 49ers, Richard Sherman reflected, reflected positively on his time there, Scotty, it sounds like he wants to go to somebody who is ready-made to win a Super Bowl. Does Sherman have enough left in the tank to help a contender get to Super Bowl 56? Is it not like having, uh, you know, guys like Josh Norman around uh, playing in your yeah. secondary? It's kind of a, you know, a dangerous predicament, I think. So I'm not worried about him at all. But I know those... Uh, Super Bowl numbers, we talked about it on For All on a Bench last night with uh, Rick Caro. We were talking, our sports business and legal insider on uh, Sports Grid, about 
the millennials don't like, you know how you've brainwashed Olivia and then little Willie to be Bills fans. And I brainwashed my kids to be Steeler fans. And uh, now they're saying that millennials don't listen to where they're from or their parents at all. They want nothing to do with what their parents want for them. What they do is they root for players and fantasy players that they like. So if a guy goes from team to team, let's say Henry left the Titans for another team, they would follow him to the other team. And like Tom Brady, Pats to the Bucks. You love Brady as a fantasy player, so you follow him to the Bucks, and you suddenly become a Bucks fan. That's what's happening in uh, the NFL. Millennials and uh, you know Generation Z, they don't uh, watch on TV. They don't listen to their parents. They do things that they want to do. They stream games on devices, and they root for whoever they want. They might root for five teams a year. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, you see it now, especially this gener- like you said, this next generation that's come up. Uh, they don't have allegiance. They have allegiance to fantasy football. They have allegiance uh, to betting, and that's okay too, but they do not have allegiances to teams or to where they grew up. Vincent Jackson, of course, you guys have done that story the last couple of days, may have suffered from alcoholism, concussions. That comes from the sheriff's office. I know a lot of guys who used to play in the league, Scotty, have spoken out about this the last 24 hours. The league has not done enough for some of these former players, and unfortunately uh, sounds like Vincent Jackson was one of them. Well, look, uh, you know, I have a, you know, my good friend, you know him, uh, represented him uh, in San Diego, was his lawyer. Uh, you know, he's had alcohol issues. Uh, it sounds to me like, you know, I, I always wanted to see the tox test to see if there were drugs involved, but alcoholism can kill you. I, you know, I have friends that have drank themselves to death. It's very sad. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I never got a chance to cover how to give you a few winners. Indiana State wins. Evansville covers the eight. GW lay the four. Uh, and then USF <laughs> take the three. East Tennessee wins. Mercer covers the five and a half. Wofford wins. Citadel covers the nine. Chattanooga lay the eight. USC wins. Arizona State covers uh, Drake lay the six. SMU wins. Tulane covers the ten and a half. Wyoming lay the five and a half. Seton Hall lay the 13, but never in the state of New Jersey. Missouri State minus six. And uh, I gave you Tennessee and lay the number. All right. Uh, here's the deal. Mets coach Ryan Ellis fired after three women accused him of allegedly uh, sexually harassing uh, them. That's lovely. TV networks have eyes on Phil Mickelson. He's going to be the next TV star. Manny Diaz thinks Ed Reed will be a great coach. Yeah, he'll replace you. Nikosi Perry back in the transfer portal for the second time. Carver Hyde thinks he should quit football. Ash Barty upset at the Aussie Open. Sispidas. 
beats Rafa in the Aussie quarters. Tennis fans can return to the Aussie Open, and now we have Shooter McGavin responding here to Adam Sandler's tee shot yesterday. Uh, let's get Shooter McGavin. Here we go. Nice drive, Gilmore. 25 years, huh? Let's see if it's uh, Shooter's Tour. Check it out. There we go. Oh, yeah. He's about 30 feet Right to left. Drive for show, putt for the dough. Drive for show, putt for the dough. There's the putt. Oh, Shooter's got it. Money. Shooter still got it. Well, thank you to all the fans, and thank you to you, Adam Sandler. And uh, why don't you just meet me at the ninth green at nine, Gilmore? Little secret of the pro. Okay. Oh, and uh, Gilmore, wear something nice. <laughs> oh, 25th boy. 25th anniversary. I mean... Shooter. How great was that? I mean, right. I mean, Shooter, honestly, with the red, uh, the flushed red face uh, when he was taking that putt. I mean, maybe he had, a, you know, a couple of scotch and waters before he God bless uh, lined those up. Like high at the uh, Cape Cod <laughs> Open. All right, don't forget, uh, Game Time Decisions coming up next with Marenzi and Cam Stewart and company. It's Kick-Ass Show. And then we'll see you tonight on the bed, 10 p.m. Eastern on Sirius Channel 204, Mighty or 1090 Sports Map and Sports Byline. You guys have a kick-ass night. Great job, Carver Hyde. Congrats on William. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.